Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have a standout guest. Yes, I'm talking about Kim Williams. So welcome to the show Kim. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Great, great. So Kim, uh, before we start our conversation today uh, and deep dive into this topic, which is very important and um, I I believe a lot of listeners would can relate with this topic. But prior to that, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that Kim is the vice president at Walker Advertising, a true trailblazer in HR human resource so with a background as a diplomat and a track record in fostering award winning workplace cultures so kim brings a unique perspective so she is not just an uh, human resource chip but she's someone who filed complaints against her own bosses so please please uh, uh, note this thing and uh, today she's here to demystify workplace challenges like from building uh, self advocacy skills to navigating the uh, hr's back channel conversations her insights are invaluable so stay tuned for a journey into understanding and transforming workplace dynamics so welcome to the show kim hi i'm so glad to be here thanks lovely lovely great and today's topic is uh, why i mentioned it's very very important because we'll be talking about the workplace challenges like uh, there are a lot of challenges in the workplace uh, like uh, about the dei about workplace culture about sexual harassment there are a lot of things so before we get into it like if you can share your perspective like on why it's so crucial to address the workplace challenges like uh, including the issues like i mentioned yeah i think it's it's crucial that hr do a better job i think hr has a pretty bad reputation and you know it's actually earned you know i know that i know i have a lot of friends in this field that were you know will not love me right now for saying that but um i think I think what happens is, you know, for a lot of HR folks, they deal with a ton of retaliation. People don't realize that, that, you know, a lot of times they are advocating for employees and they're on the wrong side of a power imbalance where they're also having to go to the top of an organization and say, hey, people are being hurt here. Please don't ignore this. And they're dealing with getting punched back or, you know, kind of not getting the support that they need. But I kind of have the view, if you're in the room and you know something is wrong and you don't speak up, then you probably shouldn't be there. Yes, it's very hard. Yes, it's very difficult. But this is very, very serious stuff. And and I learned that by going through that myself, you know, and being in a situation where 
I had an incredibly abusive boss. Everyone around me knew there was a problem. No one was going to help me. Um, and I had to kind of go through and figure things out on my own in this space. And it really opened my eyes to the millions of people that are also struggling too. Exactly. That, that's that's very true. And uh, also, uh, when you talk about the workplace, workplace culture, inclusiveness, also, uh, there is something called uh, abusers as well. So uh, you have experienced like workplace abuses from both sides, like filing the complaints against your superiors and also uh, managing, I mean, internal investigations too. So how has this dual perspective influenced your approach to helping others navigate similar challenges? So I think what really helped me was in terms of drilling down on words and how you show up. And so it is so, so crucial to A, acknowledge the fear. Doing this kind of stuff can be absolutely terrifying. It can feel life-threatening. But for the employee who wants to file a complaint, you know, making sure that you're familiar with the company policies, the company rules, look for leverage points. Um, So, you know, it's going to vary from country to country and jurisdiction to jurisdiction on what the laws are. But the investor landscape is really pushing a lot of change. So like the EU is starting to come down really hard on this. So if your company is a multinational organization or if they're part of that supply chain, you may be able to go there and find some links to say there's a business case. You know, please pull your head out of the sand. (laughs) Please address what's going on um, because there's exposure and liability for you as a company. And the more calmly that you can show up and say, you know, I'm credible. I'm dispassionate about something very serious. Here's your policies. Here are the rules that are being violated. And th- these are magic words. And this is impairing my ability to do my job. This situation is causing me harm. And so you have to do that in writing. I know a lot of people get scared of that, but but that puts the company on their heels. So I know from the other side of the table as an HR person, I'm like, oh no, you know, like once they put it in writing, it's now discovered there's a lot of things that begin to shift and change that they're not going to tell you, right? They're going to, you know, they're going to shield that. That's going to be part of the backdoor conversations, but they're going to pay way more attention to you and treat you way more seriously than the person who whispers, oh, I don't want to file a complaint or, you know, I don't want to go through with this. And so getting yourself into that space, um, you're really starting to take back a lot of power there. Sure. So uh, in your work, like you also teach individuals to advocate for themselves. So any practical tips you want to share, like how employees um, can build that self-advocacy skills in the face of workplace challenges? Yeah, I think um, getting it in writing. And if you're scared to write, ask ChatGPT to write a letter for you and start it and you can update it and tell them you want it to be in a dispassionate tone. And so getting that piece really squared away. But one other thing that we're starting to see become a compelling case, and I, I posted about this on LinkedIn recently, is the exact cost of the brilliant journal. And so it's a term we use in the U.S. You know, I don't know if you, you, you're familiar with that, but basically, in a lot of companies here, we'll see someone who breaks all the rules, treats people like garbage, but they're protected because maybe they're like the salesperson who brings in a ton of money or they're the top boss, so nobody wants to mess with them. And so therefore it becomes known and it has like this kind of quiet chilling effect. And those can be some of the most difficult ones when you're dealing with a high powered executive 
And you can see HR is even afraid to deal with them, which should never be the case. But what we are starting to look at is if you have an idea of salaries, and we tested this out where I pretended to be the brilliant jerk. And so we look at my peers' salaries and say, okay, my peers suffer from having to work with me. So you can take their salaries and rough, you know, roughly reduce 30% and say, okay, you know, for her four peers, take 30% of each one of those salaries and total them and say, that's how much this company is losing in productivity. And then look at if this person has direct reports, you can cut it in half and say, you're paying for salaries and you're not giving the full value of those salaries because people are quiet quitting. They're calling in sick to avoid this person, looking for jobs, you know, all that other stuff. And so that can be a powerful leverage point, too, to say, you know, this person could be costing you 800000 a year. Are they worth it now? Exactly. So, uh, like, how can an HR professional effectively lead the cultural transformation within an organization, especially, like, when faced with the resistance from the leadership? Yeah, it's so important that you're building the relationship with leadership early on. You need that trust. You need that buy-in so that you're in regular communication and that you're able to explain, like, here's what I'm thinking. Here's my process for thinking this. I'm here to protect you. You may not like this. I'll do the heavy lifting. I'll have the hard conversations. And so in doing that, like, you know, with my boss now, who's the CEO, like, I have his trust. You know, we've built that foundation. So when there's a problem in my organization, I can address it immediately. And I know that he he's gonna trust me to do the right thing. And that's really critical. Like people talk about great culture and organization. That's not just throwing birthday parties or getting a foosball table. Hmm. Really, really core is that you're you're dealing with your bullies. If you spot a bully or you spot someone that's hurting other people and you're not addressing that right away, you cannot have a good culture. It's just impossible at that point. Exactly. That's true. So um <clears throat> like Traditional advice often uh, involves the finding another job or maybe the coping mechanism for the workplace trauma. So how do you approach the healing process differently, like considering your experiences and the insights? Me, I think the healing comes from getting your voice back. And I've worked with so many folks that, you know, are isolated, they're alone, a lot of times there's gaslighting, you know, oh, they're denying your experience. It's so much easier to punch down at the victim than to deal with the person everybody's scared of. But if you can work through that fear of sending that communication, sending that letter, there's there's enormous healing in that, in the act of standing up for yourself. It's actually so much more powerful than people realize because it changes you. You know, the thing that you were afraid of more than anything in the world, like engaging in this space, you now survive, you get through. It's usually not as scary as what you build up in your mind. And and so they will respect you. They will they will definitely look at you different. And but internally, you won't ever be in that position again because you're going to walk into situations from from a little bit more strength. And and people will feel that. People will know that. They will not engage with you in that same manner. And so by at least doing that and saying your piece, you will have such an impact on the back end, whether you see it or not. (laughs) And then whether you stay or whether you go, 
there's a, an air of respect that's going to wrap around you now, and it will forever change how you engage in those spaces. Got it. So, like, uh, workplace challenges often intersects with the issues of the gender, race, and other aspects of the identity. So how can organizations address these intersectional challenges to create truly inclusive environments? They need bravery. You got to have the hard conversations. You can't run from them. And I think what happens a lot, too, is people are so afraid of saying the wrong thing. They don't say anything at all. And and that can be, you know, really detrimental to progress. Like we we can't be afraid of that, you know. It's okay to stumble. It's okay to be at a loss for words. It's okay to say, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to understand. Um, but those words are really, really powerful. And and sometimes by showing up with a fair degree of vulnerability and acknowledging that, you know, you're new in this space, you're not sure how to act in this space, can go a long way in terms of reassuring other folks that that you're sincere and that you really mean this, which is very, very important. Um, in the U.S., we use the word performative a lot. There's so many folks that say, oh, we're for DEI, but they make it like a PR campaign, you know, but people really feel like they haven't, they're not absorbing it, it's not in their bones, and and there's still this disconnect that can live there. And it really, truly is in a company's best interest to do this, like, the world is full of amazing talent. Don't diminish someone's light because you're afraid to engage in some space, you know, and and don't hurt what innovation could be coming to your company because you're so afraid if you say the wrong thing that you're going to be sued. More times than not, if things go in that really bad place, the more humanity that a boss is brought into that space, the more outsiders will respect them and see that. And so on both sides of this equation, you've got to run into the fear, you know, and and the more we can push into that space, I think that's our salvation. A lot of the advice about do yoga when you're being abused, it's terrible, but people resonate with it because it feels easier in the moment. It's better than doing the hard thing. <laughs> Understood. So uh, before we wrap up, like, uh... What advice do you have for the employers who are committed to creating a healthier and more inclusive workplace, but maybe unsure of where to start? Surround themselves with good advisors. You know, if your HR person should be your advisor in this space, but if for whatever reason they're not, you know, there's a, there's plenty of law firms, there's plenty of consultants that will guide you in this space. And, you know, th there's an army of folks that are, are navigating here that may be further ahead of you and that are more than willing to help you um, along because, you know, th this is a win for not just millions of people, but I think for the whole world. Like, you know, the more we let people's bright voices shine, um, the more ingenuity, the more we all gain, the more we all win. Lovely. Great. So thank you for joining us on this powerful journey through workplace challenges on breaking the silence. A heartfelt thank you to Kimberly. Often definitely we call her Kim for mm -hmm. sharing her expertise and shedding light on the complexities of fostering a healthy workplace culture. So if you have found today's episode insightful, please share it with those who might benefit. So remember that by breaking the silence and addressing the workplace issues head on, we contribute to a future of inclusivity and also the respect.
So stay tuned for more episodes that empower and inspire. So until next time, prioritize your well-being, speak for the positive change and continue to thrive and strive for a healthier work environment. So thank you so much.